Welcome to In the Black with your host, Bob Dickerson. Our program takes a look at the socioeconomic issues affecting black America. From education to news and politics to business matters, we have the stories and guests that you need to hear about. Now, here is Bob Dickerson. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome to In the Black. This is Bob Dickerson on the Voice America Radio Network. I am sitting here a bit stunned, a bit stunned. So let me explain it to you this way. You know, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, and I record this show typically a day or so before it airs on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, I'm in the Central Time Zone. So that puts me at somewhat of a disadvantage because I'm recording the show before the events of the past couple of days typically have occurred. Well, I'm not recording it a couple of days in advance, but about 12 hours in advance. So it is now Wednesday, November 4th. It is 6 a.m. or 610 uh, in my town on my clock. And of course, you know, yesterday we had what has been billed by many, including myself, as the most important election of all time or or of our lifetimes. And I still contend that that is the case. And the election is very much still up in the air. Uh, We do not have a definitive winner. There are still votes being counted. Uh, the uh, and, and the fate of the nation and the decision on the pres- presidency is very much up in the air as we speak. So the difficulty comes in <clears throat> in that when you listen to this at 6 p.m. this evening, all of that may have changed. By 6 p.m. this evening, we may pretty much know uh, who the next president is going to be. Now, with provisional ballots and some states uh, handle mail-in and absentee ballots the same way, a lot of this counting will go on for a while, uh, for several days. Uh, The state legislators, uh, legislatures or attorney uh, secretaries of state will be certifying these election results, you know, over the next couple of weeks. And if I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere in December where it is actually official, 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 but, 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 you know, they'll know within the next couple of days, uh, whether Trump won or whether Biden won. And depending on the outcome, depending on that outcome, uh, there may be a lot of other things at play. So the president already uh, this morning early uh, threatened lawsuits. He also said that the voting should stop. Now, the voting has already occurred, uh, Mr. President. I'm sorry to to have to inform you, but at 2 o'clock Eastern time this morning, the voting had already stopped, but the vote counting is ongoing. It just shows you the what I believe is a lack of intellect on this man's behalf and really kind of standing, understanding what is happening here. So the voting had already stopped. The counting of the votes was going on. In fact, the voting stopped yesterday. A lot of voting uh, happened prior to November 3rd, as you know. And so many states count those votes at different, in different ways and at different times. Some have already counted theirs, the absentee votes. Some are counting them now in the mail-in votes. Some are counting them now. Uh, And so the counting of the vote is continuing, and it should continue because everybody in America who is eligible, who has registered, and who votes should have their vote counted. I mean, there's no legitimate reason that you would say, especially as someone in the highest elected office in this land, to stop voting. And what he really meant was stop counting when I'm ahead, but keep counting Arizona since I'm behind. 
So anyway, uh, we are in this sort of limbo right now. Uh, I'm sitting here with a, uh, with a TV to my left, uh, looking at close races all over this country. And the close races show a couple of things. Number one, they show that we are pretty much divided as a nation. These, these elections have gotten closer and closer. Remember that the, uh, when, when in 2016, Hillary Clinton actually won the popular vote, but just by 3 million votes, which, you know, in a 330 million uh, population nation, then that's, that's, that's small. So by 3 million votes, so that's very close. And each and every one of these races, even in some of the swing states that have typically leaned a certain way, are very close as well. I mean, Michigan has leaned Democratic for years and years and years up until uh, last year. Of course, they have their pockets of Republicans, and it's, it is close. It's tight. As my dad would have said, it's tight as Dick's hat band. Uh, Wisconsin the same way. Uh, but now, even a Georgia, uh, which has always leaned Republican, is still in play as we speak at 6, 16, 6.15 a.m. on Wednesday. So anyway, um, we are going to know pretty soon whether we have another four years of the Trump administration or whether former Vice President Joe Biden gets an opportunity to lead the nation. The divisions that we have in America, though, are going to continue no matter who gets in that office. And it's going to be up to us, American citizens, to play a role in healing our country and to try to play a role in closing the gap and reducing our divisions. I'm convinced that we cannot uh, uh, rely on politicians and elected officials to do that. Why? Because our politicians and our elected officials' job is to continue to get elected so that they can continue to serve the folks that put the money behind them. And when you really think about it, and I'm going to get into this during the next segment, I want to talk a lot about or a bit about Trump's appeal, but part of Trump's appeal is that the American citizens realize full well that government has not served them well. Let me repeat that. The American citizens realize full well that government has not served them well. And so there is a rebellion against government, and that rebellion against government makes a guy like Trump appealing. And we're going we're gonna to get into that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> well, what, what a night, what a night. Uh, many of you, perhaps like me, didn't get a whole lot of sleep. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I was up uh, off and on. I, I dozed off and I woke up around midnight checking out the TV. TV never went off last night. Uh, checking out the TV and, and, and seeing these close races. They were close when I went to bed. Uh, seeing competitive races again in red states. Uh, Biden was competitive in Florida and in, and in Georgia. Uh, Trump was competitive in Virginia and, you know, and, 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 you know, and still in Michigan and Wisconsin, uh, typically blue states or historically blue states. Uh, my state, Alabama, Wow, well, we didn't do anything that you wouldn't expect us to do. Uh, Alabama definitely is a red state, uh, one of the most dependable states for Republicans that you're ever going to find. I have no idea why. I have no idea how the policies of the National Republican Party serve the people in Alabama, but Obviously, I'm, you know, I'm out to lunch. I must not, I don't, I don't know anything. The more this stuff happens, the more I'm convinced that I have no clue about how this works or is supposed to work. 
because it is unfathomable to me that people that live in my state, which uh, has been polluted, looted, uh, which the carpetbaggers came and basically took everything after the Civil War, where we still have remnants through a constitution uh, that was enacted in 1901 that, that, that is antiquated. They had a lot of amendments. Well, not a lot of them. Had a few amendments uh, yesterday, some of which made no sense to me, uh, some of which really, you know, seemed to be throwing us back into an era that we, I thought we emerged from, to be honest with you. And so, but we, we've, elected a, <laughs> we've elected a football coach. Well, that makes sense. But it wasn't Nick Saban. It wasn't the best football coach we've had in our state since Paul Bear Bryant. We elected a coach that, uh, that was at Auburn, and the Alabama folks, University of Alabama folks, voted for him, even though he beat him six times. Y'all remember he came up and he showed the five fingers and the thumb and, you know, and was a little arrogant. So here's a guy that couldn't answer a question about voter suppression and voting rights. Just flat couldn't answer it. If you heard the tape and you could Google it, I wish you'd find it. This man could not answer a question about voting rights. He flustered, fumbled, filibustered, and ended up not saying a thing, showed his ignorance, but the people in my state, bless their hearts, because he was a Republican, not because he was intellectual, not because he was a leader, not because he was a person who had been successful, even though he was a good football coach, not because he had demonstrated a lot of integrity, not because you expect him to go to Washington, D.C. and really be a champion for Alabama, not because of any of that, but because he was a Republican and he promised loyalty to Trump. He gets to go for a six-year term to the United States Senate. Do I sound sad about that? I am. Do I think that his opponent was a better man? I do. Do I think that there were better Republicans? I do. I certainly do. I didn't like Jeff Sessions, but Jeff Sessions is a better senator than Tommy Tuberville could ever be. Hey, I'll be back uh, after a few messages. Uh, I'm going to talk about this election and all the stuff that happened overnight. This is Bob Dickerson on Voice America with In the Black. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, 
please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson. I'm back. Hey, remember, you can uh, check me out on Facebook, Bob Dickerson. Can't friend me, but you can you can follow me, become a fan. I wish you would. You can also uh, follow me on Twitter, at B. Dickerson Jr., at B. Dickerson Jr. I have another Twitter account. It's at In the Black. And, you know, I spell this in the black differently. I've mentioned this, so I think everybody knows by now. I do know how to spell. I am fairly literate. It's, but I spell it N-T-H-B-L-K, and it's in the black, just, you know, symbolically. I, was, I, was, uh, I learned years ago that you could pronounce something the way you wanted to. And so I'm going to pronounce N-T-H-B-L-K in the black. It's my prerogative. It's what I'm going to do. It's what I've been doing for, for about 20, 25 years since we started the Myriad Gospel Music Countdown. You can also check that out, gospelcountdown.com. I'm sorry, gospelcountdown.net, gospelcountdown.net. Check us out. You can listen to some of our shows. We play some of the best gospel music this side of heaven. We call ourselves the Pearl of Gospel Music. So check us out. We're on. We're syndicated. Uh, probably on 60, 70, I can't keep up with it, radio stations across the country. And if you listen, you'll hear me do the regular kind of DJ stuff, introducing songs. Hey, that was great music from so-and-so, so-and-so on the Pearl of Gospel Music, the Myriad Gospel Music Countdown. That's my radio voice there. But you'll also hear me do a couple of features. In the Black is one of them, the inspirational moment, and inspirational moment is another. I've had people often to uh, say to me that they thought I was a minister, and I'm not. Um, I won't say far from it, but definitely not one. But I think we all have things that we want to share, now, things that, uh, that God has put in our spirits and in our minds and things that need to come out, that need to be said, things that may help someone if they are said. And so the inspirational moment on the countdown, I feel is, is, is for just that. Uh, it's me uh, conveying what God has said to me in my spirit to others. And so I'm happy to do that. I'm happy if all of you and any of you it would be great if most of you, you know, actually took some time and went on the website, listened to some shows, you know, shoot me a note. Let me know what you think. Uh, we think it's pretty good. We've been doing it for over 25 years. Started on Valentine's Day, 1996. And 1996 was a very important year for me. Uh, it was not only the year that we started the countdown, but it was also the year that we started the organization that I run and founded the Birmingham Business Resource Center. You can check out us on that website, which is mybbrc.biz, my, like my, my, bbrc.biz. But we exist to try to help people start, grow, and develop businesses by addressing the three things that businesses need capacity, capital, and customers. And if, when you think about it, that's where it's at. You've got to have the capacity to do whatever it is you say you're going to do. It's going to take some capital to pull that off. Now, whether that capital came out of the cookie jar, under the mattress, or from a bank, it doesn't really matter. you got to have it when you got to have it. And if you don't have it, then you got a little problem. And at the end of the day, if you don't sell something to somebody, you're not going to be in business very, very long. And so, you know, 25 years ago, starting, we're starting our 25th year. Um, we opened 
November 22nd, I think the date was, in 1996. The countdown was February 14th. That's an easy day to remember, Valentine's Day. Uh, but I think it was November 22nd. I sometimes have to go back and check the, check the calendar out to make sure I get that right. But uh, nonetheless, 25 or so years ago, uh, we started the BBRC. We're still going strong, still adding people and programs and things to our mixed, our mix, still trying to help folks. I mean, that's what it's all about. So anyway, just thinking about politics and thinking about the president, Donald Trump, and, and kind of reflecting back, not just four years, but maybe five years when, when he was in the primaries and I, I could see him now standing up there on stage with John Kasich and Jeb Bush and, and uh, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio, all of which you would have expected to beat him. <laughs> None of that group you would, you would expect Trump to beat in a political fight to be the president of the United States, but he did. And, and, and many of, many people, I'm not going to put myself in that category because I do understand something about psychology and the psychology of, of the American people. But many folks felt that, oh, my God, there's no way in the world that this guy could ever beat Hillary Clinton. And I didn't quite feel that way because what you see in Trump, and I think that this is part of his appeal. This is his appeal, if you want to know, if you ask me, is born in the fact that, that people in America are actually dissatisfied with America, that half the folks at least, and maybe more than half, maybe way more than half, of the people that live in America are not really satisfied with America. And so this whole reality of Donald Trump and the way he ascended is, is sort of an assault on what and who have been the politicians and the elected officials in the past. Um, you know, and, and the more you, the more you criticize his followers, and these are his core followers, uh, the more you call them or him racist or disgusting or xenophobic or, you know, or, or supremacist, the more they band together and want to be that. Uh, the more appeal he's having to him. So when you look at his rallies, what you see is you see these identity festivals. You see folks who came there, you know, expressing who they are. And he is a reflection of who they are. He speaks in a way that they like it. They know it's not true. They know it's not right. They know it's not good. They know it's not proper, but they like it. They like it. He's allowing them to make sense of who they are. And, and people want that. You know, people want to identify with a politician, with an elected official. Now, in doing that, He's had no, no kind of concern about sowing more seeds of division. And that's, and, that, and that's the sad part about it. One of the fundamental principles of the United States of America is just that, that we are united and while we may disagree with each other, we are still united. Uh, while we may have different classes and races and, you know, and, and political parties and political 
ideologies and thoughts about how to make America better, <clears throat> we all wanted to make America better. Uh, and we were willing to work with folks that we didn't agree with or particularly like if the ultimate goal was to make America better. What we did not do is we didn't just fight with each other. You know, we didn't just fight. And, and our fights were over policies, but not over personalities. And our fights moved from, from fight to fight, but all in an effort to improve something. Well, over the past 20 years or so, we seem to not be doing it that way. Our, our fight seemed to be to the death of an idea, uh, to the death of a party, to the death of an individual in some cases. Uh, our fights seem to be never ending. And those never ending fights create a disunity. And so while we are still the United States of America, the people within those states are anything but united. The Democrats want one thing, the Republicans want another, the fights are on to make sure that I get my way or you get your way. And if, if, if you don't identify with me, then there's something wrong with you. And this whole identity politics, the thing that Trump has tapped into, which has been fed by this hyper-partisanship, is more dangerous to this country than terrorism. It's more dangerous than someone coming in and trying to invade us. Hey, I'll be back. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on Voice America. I'll be back uh, after these messages. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Tune in for In the Black. Host Bob Dickerson and his guests take a look at Black America and its socioeconomic place. In the Black will discuss the positive issues affecting Black Americans, including education improvements, business growth, closing the racial wealth gap, activism, and more. In order for America to reach its full potential, Black America must do the same. Tune into In the Black, live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson on Voice America Within the Black, just talking about what's happening in the country right now. As I mentioned, earlier in the broadcast, you know, I start this, I, I record this program usually a couple of days in advance. And when you do it like that, and that was my choice because of my schedule is crazy. Uh, and I didn't want to commit to having to be sitting in front of a mic to do something live every week at the same time. Even though I do a Facebook live, I do it. Actually, I'll be doing it starting in about 
34 minutes. So, so if you're around, uh, stick around, check it out. But, uh, but I'm, I'm here on Wednesday, November 4th in the morning. I'm in Birmingham. It's 6.36 a.m. We don't know who the new president is going to be. Uh, Trump appears to be winning in Pennsylvania. Biden has a lead in Wisconsin. I think I looked up at television not too long ago. Let's see if they scrolled it. Biden has a lead or a slight lead in Arizona with 82% of the vote um, counted so far, 51% to 46%. Um, Trump, boy, Biden was really close in Georgia, really close. Uh, and that's with what, oh, 92% of the votes counted are really close in Michigan. Uh, Trump has a very, has a slight lead. He's about five tenths of a percent in front, and they're still counting votes. So, point I'm making, I got caught up there. <laughs> the point I'm making is, uh, you're going to be listening to this starting at six at six p.m. this evening. Those numbers that I just called off will have changed uh, at six p.m. this evening. We may know who the next president is going to be. At 6 p.m. this evening, uh, there may be some really happy folks, and we know there are going to be some really sad folks. I saw the president get on at about 2 o'clock this morning, and in his very unpresidential way, uh, threatened to sue over an election that he very well might win and that hadn't concluded yet. I saw a president of the United States of America seemingly not understand or not give a rip about the way things are supposed to happen in this country to give people the right to vote. And every time I see this president or hear this president use words like law Oh, and my God, integrity. <laughs> integrity. <laughs> Give me a break, man. You know, the word integrity, when he tries to say that, it ought to get jumbled up in his mouth and almost choke him. Because he didn't have it. Because what he was saying was evidence that there is no integrity and fairness and sense of law and protocol, and honor. You know, honoring a system that has been built for years and that says that people have the right to vote and you are the leader of this country and you want to take away the right to vote. That's up there with putting kids in cages. That's up there with coddling white supremacists. That's up there with 10, 12 of your best people that you were going to hire ended up having to resign and go to jail in many cases. That's up there with you kissing up to dictators. That's up there, buddy. <laughs> That's way up there. Integrity. Come on, give me a break. So anyway, uh, you know, he's railing against an election that he very well may win. Of course, he did that last time. Remember, he kept saying it was fixed. He kept saying it was fixed. And, and maybe he knew something because it was fixed for him. It was fixed for him. Now, we haven't heard as much about foreign interference in this election uh, as we did in the prior one. We've had some, and it's pretty apparent. I think our you know, law enforcement, FBI, um, our intelligence agencies have detected it. But if you notice, our president doesn't say anything about it. Our president doesn't say anything about the Russians, his buddy Putin, taking out bounties in Afghanistan on American soldiers' lives. He doesn't say anything about that. And so, but he says that, <laughs> he says that uh, the voting ought to stop. The voting ought to stop. So anyway, 
anyway, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of, if, if you can't pick up on this, I would prefer not to have Trump. I hope you, you know, so just so you know, I will say this. I would prefer not to have Trump as president. Why, Bob? Because I don't think he's good for the country. Why is that? Well, okay, let's say the economy. Yeah, he's done some stuff for the economy, especially if you are wealthy. But he hadn't done much for average folks and for poor folks, even though, you know, that you get a tax break, you get a small tax break, but you got to pay more for everything because he starts a trade war with China and stuff goes up. And then he's giving away a lot of money that your great grandchildren are going to have a bill, you know, and they aren't, they aren't even born yet. So he's created some debt for them. Great grandchildren, not your grandchildren, your great grands, maybe in some cases, your great, great grands. And so we've sacrificed that. Yeah, he sent a lot of money to farmers. Your great-grandchildren are going to pay for that too. And so this guy is no economic genius. As a matter of fact, the economics he's practicing, and he's a, he has a lot of help from greedy people on this, the economic he's practicing is going to cripple America in, a, in, in the decades and maybe even centuries to come if we're around a century or centuries from now, okay? So that's number one. Number two, he has no idea about foreign policy. Absolutely none. Uh, He doesn't really take the time. He's not intellectual. He's not learned. And frankly, he's not been involved enough to really know it. Uh, George Bush, senior, Daddy Bush, you know, was a foreign policy expert in in, in his son's administration, a lot of that expertise that was part of the Bush connections helped to serve George W. Bush. But Trump has none of that. And the people who had expertise, he ran them off. Rex Tillerson was Secretary of State. Now, Rex was not as deep as a Dick Cheney or anybody like that. Dick was you know, of course, vice president, foreign policy expert, uh, had connections and that. Uh, Tillerson had some connections because of, you know, his, his, his business. But you got rid of all of them. So the guy doesn't really have a lot, a lot on the ball in terms of foreign policy. Race relations, I think that he is such a racist and, you know, and, and privileged white guy until he is more of a racist than he even realized, realizes, and he is definitely a racist. If you notice, he loves to call black people stupid. He calls black countries assholes. He doesn't really realize that Puerto Rico, because the people down there tend to be brown and, you know, and, and their accent is different. And so he doesn't really realize that's part of the USA. Um, he wants immigrate. He doesn't want the immigrants to come from Mexico because these people are brown. Those are folks that God put on this hemisphere. They're natives. These are the native. These are native Americans. If you want to call this place America, I love to call it whatever they called it before. Christopher Columbus got lost and and ushered in this era where there were conquerors and genocide and all the other things that happened to create this America in this name. So anyway, no, if you can't figure it out, I am not a Trump fan. I don't think he's a good president. I don't think he's a good person. I don't think he's good for this country. In fact, just the opposite. I'm sad that half of the folks that live in this country would vote for him. I'm disappointed. And honestly, just a little taken aback that he could get half the votes, and in some cases, slightly more than half the votes, especially if he wins, that he could get half the votes 
from people who are awake, aware, people who have integrity and want America to succeed, folks who are good Americans, good citizens. Not doesn't matter if you look like me and agree with me politically. You do agree with the ideal and the idea that is America, and that is a land of opportunity. That is a land of laws. That, that is a land where no one is above the law. That's the America that I think we want to promote and we have been promoting. But that ain't the America that we got right now. Hey, I'll be back. Close this out after these messages. This is Bob Dickerson within the Black. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to in the black. All right, this is Bob Dickerson getting ready for this week's last segment of In the Black on Voice America. I tell you, sitting here looking, still looking at the returns, it uh, it looks like looks like Trump is going to win. Pennsylvania. He's uh, he's he's well ahead. Wisconsin. Oh, it's still close. Ninety-seven percent of vote. Biden is. Oh wow, this is so close. Like four four tenths of a percent. Um, Arizona. It looks like Biden's going to win. I think I didn't see Michigan yet, but uh, as I as I mentioned to you. Uh, Georgia was a lot closer than people would have expected for it being a red state. And uh, it's it's just, it's a little bit sad to me. And as I said earlier, I'm not going to uh, try to play like it doesn't matter. And I'm certainly not going to indicate that I prefer Trump. I did not. Didn't prefer him in 2016. Don't prefer him now. I'm not sure that there could be any candidate, Republican or Democrat, that I would prefer Trump over. I'd have to think really long and hard, and we'd probably have to dig up someone like a David Duke or somebody like that. Um, anyway, just 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 a little bomb that what I thought America was becoming, I'm apparently wrong. And 50% of folks in this country, or maybe slightly more, but, you know, roughly half of the folks in this country 
that vote. Underscore that vote. Want Trump to be president. And while I don't understand it, I have to accept it. Uh, none of us, even if he doesn't win, we still know that half the folks wanted him to win. And so that is something that we have to reckon with as a country. I am really surprised and miffed that his track record as president didn't disqualify him. But I was also surprised and myth that his track record as a businessman didn't disqualify him for the 2016 race. And so I guess I got to quit being surprised and myth when it comes to this guy and when it comes to the people who vote for him. Because it's apparent he does have some appeal. I think he appeals to negative instincts. I think he appeals to people who identify with him, as I said earlier. I think he appeals to folks who think that government has not served them well, and they may be right. Government has not served the average everyday American citizen well. The only problem is the average everyday American citizen who is looking for better service out of government tend to vote for the folks that give them poor service and put them in office over and over again, election cycle after election cycle, year in and year out, and they support legislation that is contrary to what is good for them. I mean, when the average folks support the Republicans who give tax breaks to billionaires, as opposed to fighting to raise a minimum wage, come on, you, you would much rather, as a person that goes to work every day, who may be doing okay, but you're not rich, you would rather give tax breaks to billionaires than support a 15, and I think that's still low, dollar minimum wage. God, wow. You know, so the billionaires, the, the, so you work for a company. Let's just say you work for a bank. And you work for a, not a huge bank, but a mid-sized bank. And you're in management, so you are VP, and you make a hundred grand. Maybe make one twenty-five, might make one fifty. The president of your bank makes twenty million. Now, the tax break helped him. It helped you a little bit too, but it really helped him. Is he worth three hundred times what you're worth? Well, that's what you just voted for. This is, this is the kinds of policies that you supported when you supported Mitch McConnell and those folks that gave tax breaks. You supported the fact that your CEO could make 300 times what the average person that works for the company makes, and that tax break benefits him, okay? When you say you want to support a party that wants to eliminate the Affordable Care Act hasn't come up with anything to replace it, but you want to take it down because it's bad for Americans, and in taking it down, you're going to immediately kick 20 million folks off of their insurance, and these are people that you know and people that you love and then likely your family members. It's going to mean that your 24-year-old can't be on your insurance anymore. Uh, and you just want to do it and not have a replacement. How is that good for America? You know, how is that an American ideal? You know, how can you support a party that supports that?
Now, you know, there are some things that you might disagree with that Democrats do. There are some things I disagree with that all political parties do. But at this moment in time, it is inconceivable that sane, fair-minded people who are thinking would support the tax laws that we've enacted over the past four years, would support the dismantling of the Affordable Care Act, and would support the ill treatment of refugees trying to come through our southern border. It's inconceivable that we would be supporting a president who many of his inner circle have gone to jail, who has not disclosed his financial workings, who has not divested himself of his country, who has obvious entanglements with foreign governments that go back way before he became president. It's difficult to believe and to come to grips with the fact that 50% of the citizens in our country are okay with that. But obviously, I may be in a minority right now, but I certainly hope that all of you will wake up and smell the coffee before it's too late. Hey, check me out at B. Dickerson Jr. Tweet me. Um, Facebook, message me, Bob Dickerson. Check out my website, bobdickerson.com. You know, look forward to hearing from you. This is Bob Dickerson on Voice America within the black. Thank you for tuning in. Please join host Bob Dickerson for another edition of In the Black next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week. Thank you.